Boop. Is it recording? It is recording. Excellent. Yay. Welcome to Overworked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about Easter and how much food you can eat or not eat over the Easter holiday. I'm pretty sure calories don't count over the Easter holiday. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my motto to life is like calories Calories don't count. count. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, churros for breakfast is fine. That's a brilliant motto. There was a there was a story on the news the other day and they were like, we're going to be breaking down how to work off all your Easter calories. So if you eat a hot cross bun, you have to run for 45 minutes. I'm like, no. Yuck. I hate that. What is this? That was just a that was a horrible news story. Well, this is, you know, this is quality, quality stuff. Okay, so Easter's coming up. Yeah, we have 10 days. Yeah. If you include the days like Tuesday or whatever, you can have. 10 days off if you take That's a couple crazy. of leave days, which is pretty good for those who do get to take annual leave. Yeah, enjoy that. It's like the biggest camping weekend of the year. Yeah. Are you going to take any time off? Oh, yeah, I'll probably. It's it's an important weekend because, you know, it's important for Christians. So I'll be going to church a bunch of times and spending the weekend with family, so it'll be nice. We have a tradition in our house. Uh, we have hot cross bun french toast so we make french toast with hot cross buns and then put chocolate easter eggs in between oh my god we are a healthy healthy family that sounds amazing yeah that sounds like something i would eat so good or order at a cafe amazing okay so we're talking about food today yeah which uh obviously lots of people will be eating over the weekend oh yeah they'll be eating every day like normal but (laughs) because it's a holiday and Gabby's talked about an Easter egg French toast, hot cross bun French toast thing. <laughs> yep. Everybody's going to be doing that now. Yep. What do you think about like articles like Poosh who talk about, you know, you've got to lose weight and flatten your tummy. And then you've got articles coming out about how to balance out the food you eat and with exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it paints really bad picture doesn't it because it's pressuring you to kind of not enjoy easter weekend and all the good delicious things that come with it because you have to focus on that flat tummy and how to work it all off and stuff and all of those kind of rather than giving delicious recipes about hot cross bun french toast focusing on like how to work it off before you even eat it like yeah there's that negative association like it makes you feel bad before you've even done the bad thing you're probably going to avoid it and now you're just gonna it's gonna ruin your whole weekend because you're like oh i should i shouldn't eat all those chocolate eggs yeah right you're like instantly uh regretful for what you eat and that's so not the way to live life yeah and it has that connotation that you then are repenting through exercise it's like oh you've done this bad thing by eating all this food which it's fine yeah you're meant to eat food so that you can have energy to live you know and also if you enjoy it just eat it dude exactly why should magazines and people and social media and media in general tell you that you are a bad person for eating something that you enjoy. <laughs> like, okay, there are bad things that you shouldn't eat, like, I don't know, placenta. 
like bad things that's, but yeah don't do that yeah that's oh, a thing though people, yeah, people no i know do. it's so gross <laughs> i don't know like different countries do different things so like fair enough like yeah. i'm asian i eat chicken feet and oh i can't stomach chicken feet oh, dude. <laughs> dude they're so good though um yeah i eat a heap of random parts of animals but <laughs> like i enjoy them so who gives yeah, a shit exactly. sorry but no it's so true I've read a lot and heard a lot of people talking about um, your view of exercise is really important. So if yeah. it, if you view it as a punishment, as in like you've done this really bad thing, so you need to punish yourself by exercising, that's not going to encourage you to want to exercise. Yeah. Like it's going to be used as something that is only there to counteract the issue, not yeah. as a thing that you go out and do because it's good for your body or you enjoy it. Like. I think it's really important also to find the things that you enjoy. Mm, Yeah. So a bit about my story. Um, So I had a really bad relationship with exercise and food for a really, really long time. So I would go for my run in the morning because I was anticipating that I would eat food during the day. And so I wanted to work it off before anything. And then I would have a very, very small breakfast and a very, very small lunch, if anything at all. But then if I ate a Kit Kat, like one of those share packet Kit Kats or something in the afternoon. I'm like, nah, I have to go for another run to work it off because, you know, that's not good. It's not healthy. So I was like that for a quite a few years. Um, and it was a really unhealthy way to look at exercise because I hurt my knees and I just did not enjoy running or anything like that because it was a punishment, exactly what you said before. Um, But I came to a point where I came to realize that that's not how you should be living. Um, And it was a long process and I'm still working through it. But um, I'm now at a point where I run because it starts my day off really, really well. And I have a clear mindset and it's the way that I clear my head and how I spend time with family. And now it's um, much more of a enjoyment. And so I go out on bike rides on the weekend and I go hiking because I enjoy it and I enjoy spending that time with people around me and it's no longer a punishment. And I will be eating hot cross bun French toast this weekend because it's delicious. Dude, I'm so doing that too now. 100%. What are the kinds of things that you did though? Like obviously, like you said, it takes a couple of years. Yeah. But what are the things that helped you to transition that from being a negative thought to being a positive thought? Mm, I, I I think it was a lot of conversation with um, different people and observing and talking and, I don't know, reflection. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, because I wasn't enjoying life. I was, I was hating life. Like it was – everything was about food and exercise and I didn't stop thinking about food and I didn't stop thinking about what I should and shouldn't be eating – And there were bad foods and good foods. And if you ate too many bad foods, then you are a bad person because of it. Kind of, it was really, really negative. So it was a long time to kind of change that perception. When did you recognize it was like a bad thing though? Because obviously when you're doing it, you're kind of like, no, this is, this is a good thing. Like I'm thinking about my body (laughs) and I want to look really good and it's a good thing. How do you, how did you realize that that? thought process and the way you were thinking was not actually positive? Um, 
I think people went from saying things like, wow, you're so skinny and wow, you're so thin to, wow, are you okay? Like, you don't look well. Um, And I was missing out on family time because I was running so much. And so because I'd go for that run in the morning and in the evening and I'd go for longer runs if I've eaten more bad foods, um, I wasn't spending time with people. And I would only order like fries and I would share them with someone else if we went out to eat and things like that. Like I wasn't eating very much at all. So people started going from, wow, you're looking so good, which is what I was hoping for, to you're looking unwell. And yeah. So it takes a lot of support from other people as well. So having people recognize that that you weren't doing as well as like you, you may have put out there. Mm, yeah. Because I'm sure, like, I've seen you hangry <laughs> and I'm sure that those, like, it would have taken a lot of energy <laughs> to be a positive and optimistic person. Yeah. But it also would have taken a good friend to be able to see through that. Yeah, for sure. And I was also becoming obsessive. Like, that's all I would talk about as well. Oh, okay. And, like, that's all I would think about and that's all that I would do. I would just, like... I became like a nutrition pro because I knew how many calories were in everything and I knew exactly how much like proteins and fats and stuff were in different foods, like everything. Um, But yeah, it wasn't, wasn't very good, but progress, progress. Yeah. And it takes a long time as well. So you talked about how like you, it's a slow process to change the mindset that like exercise is a punishment for the food that you've eaten and you know you still struggle with that to this day it's not like a as big obviously as a struggle but it's still you know those thoughts pop into your head yeah what do you do to counteract those yeah well yeah I definitely think that once you have an eating disorder yeah um you kind of never Not that you never get over it, but it still kind of lingers in the background forever. Like, I don't think you can ever really completely shake it. So, yeah, it's definitely there in my day-to-day life. And, like, particularly coming into Easter, I have hot cross buns for breakfast regularly. (laughs) And sometimes it's really hard to, like, get through that fact that because I've put butter on it, I don't have to go for a run just to work it off. And oh, yeah, so the, the thought just like pops in your head and you're like, you kind of like quash it down. You're like, no, stupid yeah. brain. And it's really hard. And sometimes I do just, I fall into that. Like I go for a run because I know that I've eaten two hot cross buns that day or something like that. Um, and like, this just does, isn't just over Easter. It's always, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I didn't eat butter for a really, really long time because it was like top of the bad food list. So the fact that I'm Eating butter is a kind of a big deal. Oh, I've heard that QP mayonnaise is like also not good. Yeah, I've heard that too. Oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> delicious. So good. QP yeah. mayonnaise with ham sandwich. I've never had that, but Dude. that sounds good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's definitely a mindset uh, that you do have to work on regularly. And like I, it sounds really stupid, but like in high school, I was obsessed with Tumblr and even like, 
oh me too yeah and so that's kind of where a lot of it stemmed from because there was so much on tumblr that was like you need to be eating less and you need to look like this and blah 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 blah. so it took a really long time for me to delete tumblr off my phone and i think that was one of the biggest moments of kind of getting over the whole eating disorder period of my life that's interesting Mm. so you've kind of like recognized tumblr as a social media platform that has cause this negative yeah. impact but then your job is social media 100 <laughs> percent. but i guess you have more of a role in then to shape social yeah. media as well so your clients are not going to be the type who are going to post really skinny photos or yeah. how to lose weight in four days which i don't even know is a thing but whatever yeah yeah no i i definitely think so and i think that social media has gotten a lot better as well like people still give social media so much like rubbish about how they shape mental illnesses and how people are getting eating disorders from social media. And I have no doubt about that, but I feel like it's come a long way from when I spent all those hours on Tumblr scrolling through what people should look like and what they should be eating and stuff like that. Wow, your Tumblr experience is so different to mine. <laughs> like, I made friends. I like, so I, I made friends through communities. Yeah. So that was kind of how I viewed Tumblr as a platform to make friends. Like, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, that's it. Because I use Instagram for that now. I've got a whole bunch of Instagram friends that I've never met, but I talk to all the time. Oh, yeah, that's just really through cool. communities and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Like, what particular communities do you get into? A lot of like small business communities and yeah, stuff okay. like that. So there's a whole bunch of like, like women that are doing amazing stuff around Brisbane. I've never met them in person. Nice. But like, we're always shouting out stuff for each other and sharing each other's posts. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, mine went like sport community. <laughs> so different. Yeah. Our lives are so different. <laughs> Our lives are so different. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, small business is cool. <laughs> but sports and things. I like sports and things. <laughs> oh, man. So my experience is... A little bit different to yours. Yeah. I was very skinny in high school and then, I don't know, just put on a bit more weight and was <laughs> like, oh, whatever. I'm not like fat or anything. No. And that was just, I think it was just jeans or whatever. Like I didn't eat any differently. Like, I don't know. I've always just ate what I wanted to eat. There are periods where I'm like, oh, I really want to lose weight. So maybe, you know, I could do fasting for seven days and that'd be like an easy way to lose weight it's not easy (laughs) it's so hard fasting for two days was so painful and i don't like i think i just lost water weight yeah but um yeah i go through periods where i'm like oh you know like i need to run so that i can look good for when i go on holidays and it's like no it's kind of (laughs) silly i have i have that thought for a millisecond and then i'm like yeah, I'm just going to have a French toast for breakfast. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I could do that, but I, I could also die tomorrow. So why not order the French toast? <laughs> I just, I don't have enough self-control to <laughs> count calories, I think. <laughs> but um, like, I, I think I would have struggled with that in high school had I not been like naturally skinny, yeah. given my genes. And because obviously in high school, you get a lot of pressure to look a particular way. A hundred percent. Definitely. And that, that essentially builds the foundation for how you view yourself. Yeah, definitely. And like, that's definitely where it started as well. Like all the cool girls, quotation marks, were all like 
stick thin and like looked amazing in everything that they wore and even the school uniform looked good on them and I looked like a potato <laughs> you think you look like a I potato. thought I looked like a potato <laughs> um but yeah looking back I was definitely more of a french fry version <laughs> of a potato <laughs> oh gosh so you go in high school and that builds the foundation for how you view yourself and then you go into university and there's less of that but there's still pressure from society yeah all that yeah there's pressure from everywhere that you look to look a particular way Mm. um and i've never really taken notice obviously it's been maybe a subconscious thing for me where uh, as i'm asian like you don't see asians in tv shows or uh movies yeah and so you're like okay i have to look like a white person who's stick thin who's tanned who has blonde hair and blue eyes something that you think about not well not I don't think consciously like I don't Mm. ever think about it consciously but I think subconsciously I always felt like I was never good enough really Mm. wow yeah because you just you just don't look like the people on the big screen yeah and so when you see posters and models and all of those they're mainly white yeah and well growing up they're mainly white now they're slowly transitioning to be so many different different cultures now Yeah. yeah and I think like, even if they are different cultures, they're still stick thin. Yeah, always. So uh, I don't think – yeah, I don't think I've ever consciously been like, oh, I hate myself. <laughs> but I've always just known that I'm different. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, just the way it's been. Yeah. What point did you realise that it is okay to be different? Like now? (laughs) Three minutes ago? (laughs) Like yesterday? No. Uh, Because you come across as quite confident in who you are and confident in yourself. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) But I can imagine that it's taken a long time to get to where you are. Yeah, definitely in high school I was not confident. Yeah. I I went through a phase. I I don't think I was diagnosed, but I would have gone through like a – depression um mainly because of the pressures of like i liked a boy and they never liked me and Mm. then i was like oh it's because i'm asian and the types of girls that he liked were white and so i think that kind of played into that perception but as i got older i was kind of like nah screw you (laughs) screw those stupid boys (laughs) screw those people telling me i'm not smart enough like i am I am all those things because yeah. I believe in myself and I have people who surround me who tell me and not that I need the validation, but it is nice to have a support network, which we've talked plenty about. Yeah, so much about. Yeah, I think definitely high school shapes a lot of your perceptions about what you think you are. Yeah, definitely. And I think like high school's brutal. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Anybody who says I loved high school, this is the best time. Like, Man. don't even talk to me. Like, what the f- <laughs> if you loved high school, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I definitely think that is a good point. Like, I think as soon as you find, like, for lack of a better term, your tribe outside of school, in high school, you're surrounded by people that pretty much only care about how they look and what their grades are. You live in, like, this small ecosystem. Yes. That's just it feeds off each other and you li- like it's a whole different universe it's crazy 100%, yeah when all of a sudden in the real world you're spending time with people that have like three kids or are like 
60 something years old and like they've got all this life experience and you come to realize that there's so much more to life than what you eat and how much you exercise and what you wear on free dress day oh my gosh (laughs) every day is free dress day in the real world yeah oh that was a good learning curve as well like I remember hating free dress day oh, same i'm and pretty then, sure i wore my school uniform a couple of free dress days just because i didn't know what to wear oh no <laughs> oh, one time mum dropped me off and i didn't know it was free dress day oh, i was no. in primary school and i rocked up in my uniform and i was like oh no so i called mum and i was like mum come take me home so i can change <laughs> oh no <laughs> i think i was like grade six or some shit but man people are savage even They're in those so, uh, young ages yep but I think bullying and stuff is another discussion that we might have. Oh, that's a whole another discussion, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Lots of experiences. <laughs> so oh, I got a burn book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel really uncomfortable, I guess, when people start talking about diets and fasting sorry and things like that because I guess that's kind of where it all started um because I not even recognized I just thought in my mind that I was fat and I needed to go on a diet to lose weight Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where it all started and because I was in such a dark place for such a long time I never want to see anyone else be there yeah right and so as soon as people start talking about wanting to lose weight and wanting to fast for seven days just to kind of quickly shed those extra kilos and things like that. Like it kind of makes me, I don't even know how to describe the emotion, annoyed, uncomfortable, Ah. frustrated, because I know that that's not how you do it. And I feel like I have quite a healthy relationship with food now because I do eat healthily and I do make sure that I eat my five veggies and two fruits a day and all that jazz because I know it makes me feel good. And I also know that I'm not overweight, so I must be doing something right. Um, but I also know that fasting isn't the way to do it because I've done that. And it makes your hair fall out and it makes your skin really dry and it makes your eyes look weird. But yeah, it just doesn't have good effects on your body at all. It's like never going to be the solution. So I don't know, around um, quite a few of the people that I spend time with, they are often dieting and often finding different ways to lose weight. And it's really hard for me to sit back and watch that because I know that the ways that they're losing weight aren't the ways that are healthy and sustainable. Why don't you speak up then? Like, why don't you tell them? Like, Mm -hmm. they they would know your history. I feel like a lot of people don't up until now. Oh, okay. They will now. Yeah, they will now. Um, I feel like when people are in that mindset of wanting to lose weight, they're not going to listen to someone being like oh no don't go on a diet just eat fruit and vegetables and cut back on sugar and stuff like that like that's pretty much what the articles tell you though don't they oh i guess so the ones they're a lot more extreme though like yeah some of them are really extreme yeah cutting calories and making sure you're not eating any bread whatsoever i love bread (laughs) i love bread too (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's probably that confidence thing as well. I probably lack self-confidence to be able to speak up. But they're your friend, right? They would value your opinion. Yeah. But again, they're also, they're probably quite set in the ways. 
Mm. I think everybody should just love their body. I feel like that's easier said than done. <laughs> it's so easier said than done. Like, yeah, it, it's it helps when you have people like Jamila. Yeah, yeah, off yeah. the good place. Yeah, she posted on Instagram stories this picture where she was sitting down there with cellulite, and things like that make you realize your body is okay. Yeah, like it, your body is normal. It's healthy. It's performing, and yes, you want to make it look a particular way. But if it's healthy and you can just make it up on that <laughs> hike that you did on the weekend, oh yeah, then that's pretty sufficient. Yeah, I think that's a really important part as well, knowing what your body can do. I've, got, I've had a couple of injuries um, just from doing different sports and running and stuff, and it's in those moments in particular that I realise how strong my body is. Mm. And I think that's a really good realisation realization to come to because like I've rolled my ankle so I haven't been able to run for almost three weeks now and it's killing me um but it's like my body has the strength to run and I have some pretty killer calf muscles and things like that because I run um and so I think taking the time to be thankful that your body can do that and you have the ability to hike and go bike riding and you swim in the ocean and things like that. Like, I think that's a really important realization to come to so that you have that healthy relationship with your body. So it's more than just loving you, your body. It's knowing that your body can, yeah, do so much for you. Yeah, I think, yeah, easier said than done. Definitely. And it takes a long time to get there mm. and get that. <laughs> um, and it's, it's a process. I don't think that it'll ever stop because I think that it's something you'll always keep on. Yeah. Challenging yourself. But that's like with all negative mindsets. Like that always just kind of sits in the background. Like you can address it as much as you want and you go to counseling and you talk to people and you can overcome those. But sometimes in moments of weakness, those negative thoughts will kind of come back up. Yeah. Um, And that's okay as long as you don't believe them. Totally. Yeah. And I think you can't punish yourself just for having a thought. Yeah. If you are struggling with that relationship with food and exercise and stuff, I think it's really important to talk to someone about it um, and to kind of start that process of fixing that relationship. And I totally know that it's easier said than done, but I think that taking those initial steps, so finding out why you are thinking like that and how can you change your situation so that you can have that better relationship is really important. So Yeah, also if you notice... A friend. Oh, yeah, that's really who, important. Yeah, who is showing signs, reaching out to them, yep. seeing if they are okay. Like that was kind of how you recognised it in yourself. Yeah. And so I think if you have a friend who is possibly dealing with something like that, reaching out and seeing if they're okay is really important. Yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's a good way to end it. I think that's perfect. Fantastic. Have a great Easter, friends. Eda. French toast. Yeah, try that French toast thing. You oh, will have dude. no regrets. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, no regrets. No regrets. Remember, you eat whatever. Eat whatever. You know, go for a family walk on Sunday, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> go out and move your body. Do things that yeah. you enjoy. Endorphins. Endorphins are good. Yes, very good. 
do that for yourself. Yep. And take care of yourself this Easter weekend. Yes, stay safe. We will see you next week. Yeah, bye. Bye.